0: we trying to behave ourselves on the story. But well, y'all know what we thinking right now.
1: <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out
2: of my mouth tonight. As you can tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking.
0: <laughs> TGIF. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Wednesday, and we are back with another brand new, fresh episode of TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news. And in the world of social media. So sit back, relax, and grab me something to drink. We're not really drinking because some people got infections, some people getting over things, <laughs> some people just trying to go clean, but we'll get into all that in a minute. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Al, are you drinking tonight?
1: Uh, no. I'm drinking, I'm drinking um, an espresso, coffee, caramel, drizzle, Starbucks situation to get my energy up. <laughs>
0: I sound so bougie. (laughs) Mocha latte macchiato with a splash of cloves. Okay, and please welcome uh, multimedia personality and talk to your host, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Hey,
2: y'all. Al, considering your age, that ain't going to mess with your diabetes, is it? That sounds like a lot of sugar in that doggone drink. Uh, You're the
1: one with all of the infections and diseases (laughs) and stuff, so I think you need to chill out over there,
2: brother. (laughs)
0: Q, are you, do you have an infection tonight?
2: <laughs> yeah, girl, I got that, I got the, what do you say, I got the Kung Flu, what Donald Trump said, F, <laughs> China, Kung F, flu. China, child, I'm here. child, the Corona don't got me, child.
1: Cute. Which which uh, which variation is this? Uh,
2: I, I don't know if I got the delta with theta. The Alpha, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one I got? But I got one of them, child. Do you think you've it's had when them all? You have. You've had it four times. You've had every variation. Of I think this. so. They, they need Johnson and Johnson need to come over here and run my blood and do it. There. <laughs> Can, uh, do, you
0: think, do you think? Do you think these are coming from your gentleman callers? Do you think this is from the dirty Russian? <laughs>
2: No, because I ain't been messing with the Russian and no, I'm like RuPaul said on Cloakley, I ain't no puta. I keep my panty clean. Okay, my (laughs) daughter will call us clean. But uh, (laughs) it's just coming from me belonging to the streets. I can't never sit my ass down, always in somebody's restaurant, always in somebody's damn bar. Um, And, you know, in in Miami, in Florida, we didn't ever have it for real, for real. No way. At least we acted like we didn't. so. So are you boosted so, no, I, I never got my booster. I got my first two. I did get my one and two, but I, I never did get my booster.
1: So, you know, you can get boosted and you can get double boosted. So, the, you know, to match your lifestyle, you might want to think about getting boosted and, and getting the double dose boosted.
2: What the hell is that supposed to mean? To match my lifestyle? I know. (laughs) I want to know what it is Al trying to say. (laughs) Like I'm some loose woman other night or something to to match my (laughs) lifestyle. I mean.
0: Q, we hope you get better. I don't think I, I don't think this, this is the last time though. So
2: oh. <laughs> we hope. Well, I got I got four more days to sit in the house and uh figure it out. So
0: oh my god! All right. Well, well, I would say what y'all drinking tonight, but um, Q, I hope you're drinking water.
2: I'm drinking uh, tea infused with theraflu. Okay,
0: Al, you and you said you're drinking the mo the mocha. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not drinking anything. I lost eight pounds so far by just doubling my water, so I'm excited about that. I have a goal of ten more pounds, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, get it together because um, I'm not ready to have them big arms. All right, y'all. Let's get into these hot topics that people have been waiting long enough. All right. Twitter accepted uh, Elon Musk's offer to buy the company for 44 billion dollars. Some Twitter users speculate that Musk will instate monthly charges to use the app. While others believe he will reactivate former president Donald Trump's Twitter account because he's against account bans. What do you think about this? And how do you think this will affect Black Twitter and freedom of speech? Al, let's go to you.
1: Well, you know, he 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 said, well, first of all, he better not charge because he's gonna lose a whole lot of subscribers if he starts to charge. But, you know, that's one of the main things he says is the focus of the business model for this leverage buyout is that he wants to. You know the the platform to be have and and surround the principles of free speech he wants to give you the ability to post whatever it is you want to post and say whatever it is that you want to say and I think he called it he wants the functioning democracy of freedom of speech to be ushered back using this platform in my personal opinion, I don't think this has anything to do with freedom of speech. I think this has to do with uh Elon Musk modeling what he's always done, which is grab data. You remember Kevin O'Leary told us when he did an interview on Elon Musk that years ago, his son worked for Elon Musk. And Elon Musk has always been on this business plan of of obtaining data just like Google and Facebook so that he can take over the uh, international commerce.
0: You know, it's crazy that it's $44 billion because if you compare the business of Twitter to Instagram and Facebook, it's not as big of a company as the others. So it's, it's wild that he was willing to pay that much money. Like, he, I, he overpaid, is what I think. But cute, what do you think about this? How do you think it's going to affect things?
2: Uh, something about this scares me and makes me a little uneasy. Uh, Elon Musk, while I like him a lot, because I love outside-of-the-box thinkers and people who just march to be their own drum, he gives me mad scientists. He gives me mm. mad scientist vibes. And he gives me, um, there's something up his sleeve. Uh, We know the power that Twitter had in the midst of this last election and then with all the political upheaval that we had going on, Twitter was a large part of that. And I'm just scared that his mad scientist mind mixed with his money, mixed with political agendas and the power of Twitter are all about to be mixed in one cauldron together. And what's going to overflow is just going to be a a concoction of madness. That's my fear.
0: I do hope that, you know, I'm a Dogecoin holder. I have almost a couple hundred thousand Dogecoins and I hope that it does affect the co- price of Dogecoin. It did go up last week when he was talking about it. It went from, you know, 13 cents to 17, which, you know, every time it goes up um, a penny, I, I make like $1,600. So I'm I personally, my own person, and for us Doge team, you know, the Doge army, we're hoping that it's going to affect the Dogecoin prices. But I do worry about, You know, he is a conservative, and I do worry about allowing some of the rhetoric that led to January 6th and all that kind of stuff. I think that's where we might have a little bit of a problem, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: He also gives me a little bit of a Donald Trump vibe, like, Where is all this money really coming from? How is it that you're the richest man in the world? How does the richest man have to use a leverage buyout in order to acquire a $45 billion company? That's what I'm concerned about. How did you get the money? And From what we understand, he got a huge loan in order to acquire this because he only used two-thirds of his money. That huge loan was against the assets of Twitter, which he doesn't own. The other question is, what assets does Twitter have?
0: And the week that he bought the company, he took a major hit in Tesla. He lost $21 billion in value in the same week. I'll keep giving you all all the facts tonight, y'all. $21 billion the same week you put this big purchase down.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So how do they even
1: qualify for the loans? Who gives them this money to create these bonds? And how,
2: I mean... This is countrywide. Very Countrywide, the same people who caused the housing crisis. Country, it was countrywide, <laughs> letting y'all come down there with a six hundred credit score and two checks <laughs> It was giving y'all damn loans. It was countrywide ass. That's who did it.
0: I think the fear of uh, Elon Musk possibly letting um, Trump back on the platform led to some of the dip in the value of Tesla because the people that are, you know are Tesla drivers. Not all, but they're genuinely, generally like, you know, they care about the environment. They tend to lean to the to, to, the, to the left. And I think the people kind of like, it freaks a lot of the consumers out about them possibly being part of a company that may allow Trump and his rhetoric back on social media. But we'll see, y'all. We will definitely keep y'all updated and see if this man is in fact a mad scientist or if he's a genius. I wish Mark Cuban would have done it, but I don't think he got 44 billion. I don't think anyone does. I don't even think Elon Musk has 44 billion. Not
2: for no damn Twitter. So 140 no. characters or less.
0: <laughs> right. All right, y'all, the people in the chat are saying they don't trust him and uh they're going in. They said he's a white supremacist. Oh, and what about how the right is using, well, he's an African American, you should be happy. I'm like, "Shut up with the gaslighting. I'm trying to do this." All right, moving on. In a recent interview, comedian Lunell says that Lee Daniels didn't apologize to Monique until 50 cent said he was going to work with her. Now, do you think Lee Daniels felt obligated to apologize to Monique because of 50 Cent's comment and the conversation uh, he had with Monique, I mean, with uh, T.S. Madison on her show. What do y'all think about this? Q, what do you think?
2: Um. Yeah, th- 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 there's no way around it. Yes. Yes. Um, now, I- I'm not, I you know, Lee Daniels strikes me as a type of person that is very human. And I'm sure somewhere in his heart, he, you know, probably was missing his friend and probably was feeling like you know what this is all but you you jesus himself would have to come down and tell me that that 50 cent making this a hot button uh topic along with the conversation with t.s madison was not the catalyst for making this happen absolutely
0: okay al what do you think
1: yeah yeah i think i i think i concur with funky on this i i i'm not that familiar with the chronological order, because, you know, I haven't been following when the when he reengaged her, like when they started back talking. I don't believe it happened that night on the stage, though, in in, in Long Island. I really don't think so. I think Lee is way more calculating than that. <clears throat> I think this is might have been the way it rolled out to me. It was a build up. And, you know, that's what it appeared to me. But you know what? Who cares? I honestly just want Monique back to work. She's been going through a lot. We put her through a lot. I think she's learned a lot of lessons. It's time for her to get back to doing what she does best. And that is being an actor.
0: Um, I think that uh, what Lunell's point was trying to, she was making was that it was really because of the 50 cent um, piece but I'm I'm about to disagree with my girl a little bit. I think that played a part in it, but I really do think it was T. S. Madison who fostered this because T. S. Madison had both people on her show. She had a conversation mm-hmm. with Monique and got Monique to really open up. And it was one. Of, it was a really good interview. I want to say one of Monique's best interviews. Then she went to her friend Lee Daniels mm-hmm. and had a conversation with Lee Daniels and really, I think, was the true catalyst to getting this happening. Fifty Cent, of course, he's gonna go make a social media post, and that's what he does, and it does put pressure. But I think it was really about that one-on-one conversation. Uh, I think it was like a 45-minute hour conversation that T.S. Madison had with both of them. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give T.S. Madison her flowers for doing that because she made made she made real change in a situation that had been going on for a long time.
2: Most oh, definitely. I, 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 totally, I totally agree.
0: We have some comments from the chat. Uh, Bryson Cobb says, I love it here. I love this show. Belinda Howard said, so excited for tonight's show. Kim Bronson said, it's Monique's time to shine. And uh, Ashlyn MC MC says, get her back to work. And uh, yeah, yeah. all right, people are feeling it. All right, y'all, Good Morning America's Robin Roberts revealed that she almost turned down an interview with former President Barack Obama in 2012 regarding marriage equality uh, because she feared of being outed. Roberts stated there was a possibility that he would change his stance on marriage equality. I had not been public yet about being gay, and I was afraid that I might be outed. That people might wonder why is she the one interviewing the president when she's making when he's making this change in his stance. Roberts did not open up about her long-term relationship with her girlfriend Amber Lane until 2013. Uh, question is here. Has a fear of being outed ever stopped you? Hey, your mama
2: um, stop calling. It <laughs> ain't nobody but your damn mama.
0: It probably is. Has a fear of being outed ever stopped you from pursuing a career opportunity? I'll be right back. Y'all answer the question. <laughs> let,
2: me, let, so, so let me tell you the thing. First first, first off, here's the thing. Robert Roberts. Girl, we Robin. Been, Robin. We've been <laughs> in more than Pizza Hut. That's number one, okay? From the masculine St. John suit you was wearing, to the way you walk like Viola Davis in heels. We've been knew you was gay, the people been knew you was gay. That's number one. Number two though, I, I wanna I want say something um, that's very important about, and, and, I, and I said this last week about why I don't hang out around closeted people and DL people because the impact it could have on you. When I became Funky Dineva, when I did the very first video, a very dear friend of mine, somebody whose word I really take for, for to heart, Uh, was relatively closeted at the time. And because they felt like me doing that video somehow would have a reflection on him, that person called me and said, what are you doing? You need to take that down. Why are you doing this? You know how bad that looks. That person was giving me advice rooted in their own fear. And had I would have listened, you know what i'm saying i would not be where i am now and it's the same thing for robin that closeted dl fear almost had you miss out on one of the largest interviews of your life which was career changing and quiet as is kept same thing with that friend the same thing with robin roberts girl we've been knew you was gay we was just waiting on you to come to the party um I, in
0: 1991 1991- I was a contestant in the Miss Teen USA pageant in Biloxi, Mississippi, and Robin Roberts was one of the judges. I sat one on one. I knew my 17 year old self saw them big shoulder pads in that suit and that pantsuit. And she just, the vibe was very, like, I could tell. It just always amazes me when people say, I didn't want to be outed. And I'm like,
2: girl, you was never in
0: it. <laughs> it's okay, Robin. Al, what do you, I want to know what you think about this. Al, what do you think about this story?
1: I don't know. I got to be honest with both of you. It's kind of hard to listen and hear what you're saying. It makes perfect sense, get me? But I've been in that seat, right? So I think it has something to do with your psychological development. And like she said, her fear. Um, She said that, you know, she's from a Christian family. So one thing that she never wanted to do was disappoint her family and being something that was not right and that made her a person, a bad person. And that resonated with me. And I liked the fact that she said that she wasn't gonna let fear get in the way of her accomplishing all the things that she wanted to do. And that was the main reason why she decided to move forward with this interview. This has so many layers to me. And I just feel like we can't tell people when and how to deal with their issues whether it's addiction sexuality or whatever. I'm just glad that Robin has been given the opportunity to be on such a huge platform and touch so many people in so many different ways and so many different levels that I really don't care what her sexuality is to be honest with you. And and that's the part that I want to I want to plant my 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 stance on. She's just been an incredible representation of a black female um, in the in the news game and the way she's changed the game is just admirable to me and, and I'm 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 team Robin Roberts
0: well I'm not because she gave me a 7.5 in the pageant so I'm still feeling a certain way about that now <laughs> Robin congrats on finally being comfortable with it I'm glad you didn't miss out right. on that all right y'all so uh, we got a lot of comments but I'm gonna get to them oh, they said uh phone ringing I love this show uh Nicole says it's up to the individual to out themselves um in the street says she's not closeted she's private not all the gays wear the sexuality like you and uh they call me like that having a landline I yeah. know,
2: that's a, that's dumb bs but let's say that for a whole other show <laughs> all right it, y'all. The, no man, let's say, talk
0: it. about it what you mean you know, we,
2: we got to go to commercial oh yeah. sorry
0: it's time all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more tgif after this Welcome back to TGIF. I'm over here reading the comments and people are having a good old time. We're going to get to the comments, best comments. We're going to have a production throw in the chat so I can read some of the comments and shout out the soulmates. All right, y'all, let's get into this uh, Megan Thee Stallion. In an interview with Gail King, uh, Megan Thee Stallion opened up about the 2020 shooting allegedly involving Tory Lanez. Megan claimed that lanes offered her $1 million for her silence right after he allegedly shot her. Megan told King, uh, he was like, I'm so sorry. Please don't tell nobody. I'll give you all a million dollars if y'all don't say anything. But social media is not buying Megan's story. One Instagram user wrote, I'm confused why she's speaking on a case that's still open. Another person wrote, we're not believing her still. Do y'all believe Megan's side of the story and why do you think people are having an issue with this? Al, let's go to you first.
1: Um, I think there's so many layers to this. Um, I think that a part of her story makes sense and a part of her story doesn't make sense, and I, 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 I feel like that is where the problem lies, and especially if you're going to do a national interview with someone like Gail, which is going to put all eyes and ears on you, even though you're not bringing the charges against Tory Lanez. That is still discoverable evidence that we are afraid. You doing these live interviews and 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 there be sentiment, right? Because we all know how sentiment can change the focus of a of a trial or whatever. So I, I don't know. I I feel like there's a part of me 50% believes one part of her story and 50% don't believe the other. I you know I know Funky's gonna hit this real good because I agree with him. I feel like that there were some actions that occurred that that he, that he did with that gun that caused her her the injury. And I also think that she had some type of, of relations with Tori without a without a doubt, because why else would she be hanging out with him so frequently and going to the Jenner's? I mean, the Kardashians house is like, you don't know, just take Tory Lanes to the to the Kardashians house unless you got something going on
2: with him.
0: OK, Q, what do you think?
2: Megan and her team got to figure out which game they're playing. Are they playing the legal game? Are they playing the game of public opinion? Or are they playing the game of both? I think in the, the game of the legal game, I think they got that in the bag, right? I mean, the reports of the reports, the, 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 the Emmy reports, say the bullet fragments was in the lady foot, the hot gun, the police, the judge, the jury, the court, they're going to figure that part out, okay? That, that, that sign is sealed and delivered. What's throwing me, though, is that if you were going to delve into the game of public opinion and the court of public opinion, then Meg should have been better trained, better coerced, better whatever. Because when Gail King asked that girl, however she worded it, did you sleep with Tori? Did you have sex with Tori? Did you have a romantic relationship with Tori? Meg the Stallion flat out lied, all right? It don't take an FBI agent ch- ch- trained in body language to see Meg the Stallion flat out lied. Now, here's the thing. There are a lot of y'all I saw on the social media comments saying her lying about her sexual relationship with him doesn't have anything to do with him shooting her in the foot. You're That's absolutely- not true. You know what I'm saying? Now, some people may argue that it does. Some people may argue that it doesn't. If he shot her in the foot, it doesn't change the fact that he shot her in the foot, but it definitely does give us context as to why it may have happened. It gives us motive. And my whole thing is you can't, y- y'all like to get on here about this support black women thing and protect black women thing. And, and But you know what, y'all also have a responsibility as part of that campaign to make it easy for us to support and protect y'all by telling the doggone truth. The girl lied about that sexual relationship. So for those people who already don't want to believe her, and for the record, I'm one of the people that do believe Tori shot her in the leg, in the foot. But for those people who are already looking for a reason not to believe her, she just gave it to them because they're saying, if she mm-hmm. lied about mm-hmm. this, what she else is she lying lie. about? Right, right.
0: Um, I do agree that Tori, well, it's either Tori or the friend. It's, it's one of the two people that, that were responsible. And, and I think people got to remember that Megan is the victim here. What I got from her interview and I watched it. Well, that part about when she was asked, did you have a sexual relationship with Toy Lanes? And she was like a sexual relationship." I felt like she thought about it like, well, we did do something, but we didn't have sex. And then that's what it looked like to me, like maybe, like maybe there was some oral given, maybe there was a hand, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I got from that. And I think at that moment she was thinking how I should answer. Should I really, should I, should I give y'all that? Or can I get away on te- the technicality of I didn't have sex with him, but something did happen. That's what I got from it. And I read people for a living, okay? What, how they, how they answer questions. Wait, 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 that's what wait, I got. Connie, if you read lie. people
1: for a living now you know that there a been of reassurance. research. There's been of, a ton of research and how she answered that question by the pause, by the movement of the eye, by looking at yeah, Did she say
2: who? Tory? Right.
1: Who, Tory? <laughs> all of that.
0: We've all done this before. Live. All, of, okay. that,
1: all of that is, is in the in that column that says lion. <laughs> and
0: and and also she probably was like um listen i'm just telling tell you how a, 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 another fellow woman might be thinking about it that's all i'm right offering right what here. my opinion is on this and i just feel like she there was something there but she didn't she was not trying to admit to who would want to admit to having secretary lance
2: here is the thing in my opinion that makes her look bad from an integrity perspective right this the case is already underway Therefore, this whole uh, Gail King interview would serve no other purpose than to make him look bad in the media and to gain favor. My whole thing is, if you're going to come to the media and spill all the tea to make him look bad, you got to spill your tea too, Ma. That, that's just how it, you can't have it both ways. You, if you're going to come to give the tea and drop the story and give us the exclusive, you got to tell it all. You can't cherry pick the pieces that make you look good and the pieces that make him look bad and then lie by omission, but then want us to be on your side right. when we visibly see that you're lying. You can't right. have it all those ways, Mama. So,
0: so Q, I hear you, I just get it. I get it. So I
1: thought something that you brought up that was interesting was that a lot of females, a lot of black females don't believe her. A lot of black females don't believe her. And I found that to be very interesting given that her story pretty much has been consistent the whole time. I, I just find it very interesting that a lot of Black females don't believe Megan.
0: I, I don't find it shocking at all, because this is how it always is. If there's a Black male celebrity and a Black female celebrity, the Black community, I'm sorry, this even happens in my own family, we tend to side with the Black man. The woman is fast. the woman's a liar, the woman's a gold digger, it, she's the hoe, and we uh, we, we kind of make passes. This man hate, made it, talked about it on records, He put he had a video where he had a horse's legs being chopped up, all kinds of stuff he's done. And then when Megan talks about it, it's a whole thing. But why is she talking about it? And he's not because he's the one that's being accused. Megan's the victim here. I just feel like I'm not surprised because if you look in any comment section on any blog, when it comes to these kind of stories, we always tend to go not always, but a lot of times this is very common. I'm not surprised at all.
2: So I I just I just I just for for clarity, I just need to know. General public, black delegation of the NAACP of the world, <laughs> like, are we okay with her lying about this? Is it okay? Is it not no. okay? Like, no. like, what with that?
1: No, no, it's not okay. It's not okay.
0: The sex part, yeah, yeah, I just, not okay, I but I not okay, but I get it, I get okay. it, I get it because us admitting to a sex, a, a sexual thing, with someone, it's different with men it's 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 totally different we're gonna get but I, just, I, think it, I
2: just think, it, I, just think it, I just think it makes her look double bad I right. agree but, I, we can I'm already, not but we can already see it right, it'd, be right, different, right. it'd be different if she legitimately was pulling the wall over our eyes but baby when that girl said who with Tori <laughs> my, my girl with Bobby Brown I mean this whole interview is about Tori right like
0: I, I, right. I get it. I, listen, I'm not arguing with you guys that it doesn't it doesn't help her credibility. And it would have been better if she said, listen, we messed around a couple of times but this really isn't about that. This is about a gunshot. But she she clearly wasn't properly media trained for that moment already. Maybe she didn't expect that question, which is crazy. She should have expected well, should have, that
1: question. That should have been one of the first questions. But, but right.
0: I do All get right. it because every we are combing over every single word of that interview. Right. Aha. You know what I mean? We look for something.
2: Yeah, here, here's my only thing. Here's my only thing. And like I said, I I, I think that where shot her.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: you don't get to come to the media to spray somebody else and to use it against them and then lie your piece out. You, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. If he going to look bad for his piece, you got to look bad for your piece too. And if looking bad for your piece may mean that you hunched a, a leprechaun, then that's just the price you have to pay. But you can't come spray him on the largest platform in America and then want to lie your piece out. That That's just not cool. Right.
0: I just never believed it when I heard, but I couldn't picture six foot tall, 5'11", Megan Thee Stallion with five foot, five and a half toy lanes with a struggle. Hey, I, did, I I, never saw that.
2: Somebody, somebody in the comments said, well, they didn't have sex because mechanically it's just not possible. <laughs> Y'all better make my COVID echo. Go to COVID.
0: You know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break on that. Because no good could come of this segment right now. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. And Megan, girl, I get it. Sometimes you got to be like, that one didn't count.
1: You can't speak on the short ones now. Who can't? I'm just saying. I mean, he might can can put it down.
0: I'll never find out. I can't do them little baby boys. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to TGIF. All right, ladies, I want to tell you about a new bra that my friends love, and I think you're going to love it as well. Now, if you're like me, you're probably over from going to you know mall to mall, trying on 10 different bras to find the perfect one and the perfect fit, because it's hard to find that perfect one that fits correctly. Well, here's something that I now know about bras. Traditionally, bras usually have cup gaps or are stuffed with an unnatural padding because industry standards were designed for a 36C. But Pepper bras are specifically designed for double A to B cups. Now, basically, they're designed for you. Founded by women, Pepper bras provides the perfect fit and flattering lift with no more cup gaps. Pepper is the new brand for small-chested women that finally fits. Now, it's the best bra for A to B cups and sold out 15 times last year. Pepper's mission is to inspire women to embrace the flat and flattering with bras that celebrate your body exactly as it is. No more gaps or unnatural padding to make you look two sizes bigger. And Pepper has over 11,000 five-star reviews. Now, women love Pepper. And for many of them, this is the first bra that their life, in the life that actually fits. And it's so comfortable that you won't notice that you're wearing it. So look, ladies, get 20% off your first order when you go to wearpepper.com. That's wear, W-E-A-R, pepper.com slash T to get 20% off your first order. Once again, that's wherepepper.com slash T. Terms apply. Available at wherepepper.com slash T. Ladies, go ahead and go ahead and cap that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. What's up, everybody? The chat, the soulmates going in, throw some flames up if you are enjoying the show tonight. Okay, uh, fellas, let's get into this. A transgender uh, Rikers Island inmate with previous arrests for assault raped a female prisoner after she finished showering in the women's section of the violence-plagued jails. Ramel Blunt, uh, who goes by the name Diamond Blunt, uh, pleaded guilty to their sexual attack uh, in a deal on April 7th. The uh, 33 year old victim, whose name was not released, had just finished showering when Blunt uh, approached her from behind, held her down by the back of her neck and raped her. Unfortunately, we're starting to see more cases like this in the prison system. Now, do you think they should strictly enforce a new law that places trans, the trans community in a separate area of the prison? I know we talked about this before and then a week later, the story comes out. What do you all think about this Q? Let's go to you first.
2: Um, so, you know, overwhelmingly, yes, for everybody's protection. I think the, the, that the trans population needs to be put in its own place of the prison. My heart goes out to anybody who gets raped. But I just got through watching the movie um, uh, with Jessica Chastain, Miss Miss Whatever. But she like the white Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, but this really reads like a story out of the show scandal right like you know trans rights are are (laughs) there's something about the fact that the very worst nightmare that everybody had as it relates to putting trans people in prison with regular women is the thing that's been played out i don't know why it's feeling like a political hit job to me uh, but this th- this is the one go to thing that everybody runs to as the big bad monster in the alley. What about the trans man that rapes the woman in the bathroom and then we get this story it's 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 just there there i rarely am I at a loss for words, but there's just something about this that has me very unsettled, and I just don't know where my mind is with this story,
0: okay, fair enough. Al, what do you think about the story?
1: You know what, Funky, I agree with you. Cause I was gonna say, who's picking these topics, these transgender topics, because week in and week out, I just feel like we keep talking about the transgender community in such a negative connotation or such a negative way. We talked about, what was the young lady's name? Sandra, that outed Benzino. We talked about mm-hmm. uh, the female uh, that got raped, the two, the two that are pregnant. They weren't raped, that was consensual. The two that got pregnant. I agree with you, Funky. I I, I just feel like I, I it's very hard for me, and I'm gonna skate lightly here. It's very hard for me to be a part of a platform that constantly is speaking to the negative side of the transgender community. So I, I feel like is, is there some type of agenda going on, like like what you said, Q? Um, I don't know. I would like to see some positive stories that we can cover on the transgender community. And as it relates to this one, I think we, we from all of these stories, the way they're unfolding, there clearly needs to be some type of segregation um, of the trans community in in the inmate with the inmates and in the prison system.
0: Well, I can speak on this for Fox Soul. We clearly don't have an agenda against the trans community. We have one of the best talk shows hosted by a transgender when we are 100% in support, but this is an interesting conversation to have because we just talked about it and it happened and we do cover Uh things that are trending. And once again, if you want equality, you got to talk about the ugly parts too. We just can't celebrate whenever a transgender person does something and then ignore when we have these gutter stories, just like with the straight community, we go in on straight people every single week. So there's no outrage there. We have oh, to keep it. We have to keep it 100. Let oh, me just real quick okay, okay. because this is a story that is important. Because I do think, for the sake of both of everybody, I do think, and we can look at it like this. For the most part, the transgender community gets more abused, right? When it comes to a transgender person versus a misogynistic straight men, the transgender community is the one that has been mostly at the, at, you know, in the in the in harm's way. So yes, I do think for, for all parties involved, mostly for the transgender community, there should be a separation because we still are not there where people are not going to abuse these women. And it happens a lot. You know what I mean? So I, I don't see that in jail, you shouldn't even have a choice. Like It ain't about your comfort And You're there because you did something. So we ain't going to sit there and make it beautiful and fantastic for you. I don't know. We'll so, you know you, my,
2: my, 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 let me just be clear. You know, my, my implication was not that the the political hit job was coming from within. Mm-hmm. Mine was more of like from Capitol Hill. Right. And like right. like, like, yeah, like the way like the way you see on Scandal, like we want to get this particular bill passed. So go make this happen. It's, it, 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 it's just weird that the deepest, darkest, most scariest thing that that side of the aisle thinks is the thing that's now coming that to the media is covering. and it's right. now the story, the right. trans right. person that raped the woman in the prison. Right. There's just something about it that doesn't feel right in my soul about it. And again, I'm trying right. to be as sympathetic to the victim here because if it happened, it happened. And I'm not saying it did not happen to this woman. But what I don't want to happen, again, is the fear mongering. There are always going to be outliers in every atmosphere, in every environment. For the most part, y'all, if a a trans woman is not interested in no other woman, and I I just don't want this mass hysteria to start amongst the heterosexual female community that every time they're around a trans woman, that they've got to be scared of being raped because that's just not the God-honest truth. It's not.
0: Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't feel that way. None of my friends feel that way. But I will say this. Sexual predators come in all orientations. Okay, you are not um, (laughs) free and clear because you're trans. You're not free and clear because you're straight. There are deviants in all areas and all, uh, you know, all identities and all orientations. And we got to be honest about that. If you're in prison nine times out of 10, you've got some issues going on. So it's gonna happen, I would think. Maybe more so in there. I never felt anywhere in, in in the general public, you know what I mean. But I'm also not gonna cap for the people that are in prison already for whatever else they did. It ain't all check bad checks, <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, we, we we're not trying to demonize. I'm um, still- when it's the trans and the gays, it's bad checks and credit cards. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> alright child. So, um, let's we got a, get a commercial uh- album <laughs> again. Again, girl. <laughs> Damn, that went by so fast. Well, you know what? After this commercial, we're going to talk about a heterosexual straight man. that, that There's some sexual deviance there. So we're going to keep it balanced here on TGIF, here on Fox. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back and talk about Mr. Radio, Cuba Gooding Jr. and his legal drama. We'll be right back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, I'm a woman of my word, and we're going to keep it 100 and we're going to keep it very fair. So, we just did a disparaging story on a transgender uh, member of the transgender community. So, we're going to talk about a cisgender male in the name of Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay, now, two weeks after pleading guilty to a misdemeanor charge of forcibly touching two women between 2018 and 2019, Cuba Gooding Jr. is reportedly set to host a party at a strip club. In New York City, who the hell signed off on this? Gooding is required to undergo alcohol and behavioral counseling for six months to fulfill his plea deal if he stays out of trouble. Now, he will be eligible to enter a new plea for a lesser charge of harassment. What are your thoughts on this story? And um, what do you all think about the, the case? Al, what do you think about this case of, of him forcibly touching? Do you remember that video? That yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I
1: think we, hmm? you remember we covered it. I think we covered this. I told you I used to hang out with him. Um, in all of the, you know, in New York City and he's
0: in, a party animal. Yes. I I and do he know loves to have kidding.
1: a lot of fun. And it's always interesting because the women, I gotta be honest with you, always throw it on him. Like they're always around him, always in his face. That doesn't give him the right to grope them, right? And it doesn't give him a right to harass them. I totally get it. But this story right here just made me so sad because if you're supposed to be out of trouble, if you're if you're supposed to be on your best behavior as it relates to sexual deviance, why would you be the host of a strip club? That's where sexual deviance is played out at the highest level, right? But on top of all of that, what really concerns me is I always thought Cuba Gooding Jr. I always thought of him as a top tier actor. Like I put him up there. He's not on the same level as a Denzel Washington but definitely on the same level to me as a Lawrence Fishburne, right? He's been in the game for a long time. What has he done? Boys in the Hood, Men of Honor, a few good men. He was in Coming to America, American Gangster. He did uh, Jerry Maguire, where he got an Oscar
0: nomination. And don't forget that cinematic masterpiece, uh, Snow Dogs.
1: Oh, Snow (laughs) Dogs. He was in Selma, which was really good. And also What Dreams Day, that was really good. I just feel like this is just low brow. It gives me Zeus Network vibes, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, here I, we go. I, I, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, like the the, the trickiness <laughs> of it all. And I just always revered him and held him at a higher standard than that. I just, I don't know, this just doesn't feel right to me.
0: Cuba is a good actor, but let's keep it above. Cuba's like a white boy. He parties like a white boy. I see him probably drawing penises on, on his friend's forehead when they sleep. He gives me college boy, frat boy humor. For I don't sure. see him out. We don't hung out, all of us in a group in LA. He right, gets drunk sure. and has fun and he gets it in. And I don't I think he blacks out and they'll remember it the next day. Not excusing him. Right. But you know what? I, I think heard. that's the kind of vibe he's on. I think you know I me, mean? you know how like white boys party yeah. is how us black boys party. And they'd be, like, doing all kind of grabbing their friends' balls and all kind of stuff. And they'd be like, oh, I think Cuba's like that. No excuses. But I think he's raised a little bit different than his more blacker brother, Omar. Omar would be like, nah, bro. But Cuba would be like, party! Jagermeister! You know? I I don't know. Key. what do you think about this?
2: You know, it's funny because not until Al pointed it out. You're right. Cuba Gooding Jr., there's no reason why he... And Will Smith are not like neck and neck for movie right. roles right now. Because once upon a time, they did kind of occupy the same spaces. They are both equally as palatable for white folks and they're both white friendly, so on and so forth. Uh, but I agree with Al. This is giving me very much OJ Simpson. I got away with it. Bill Cosby, I got away with it. Now I'm going to try to sue y'all. Like like I'm going to uh, uh, flash in y'all face or whatever that I got away with it no when you get away with something sexual deviancy like you're supposed to stay away from that matter of right, fact right. your next job was supposed to be over there on Sesame Street reading books to the children not doing a thing in the strip club it really sounds like you're sending a big middle finger to the prosecution and to those people who were against you for this situation I just don't think it's a good look
0: Isn't that the way of the world now, society now? Like, we're—I feel like I won't blame it on Trump, but since Trump—Trumpism—it seems like people are like kind of gloating when they get away with things. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like, yeah, okay, and it's like we don't have that shame thing anymore, and it seems like
2: people—what they don't understand is that when you black like this and not like this, when you make them people mad, they come back after you. You know what I'm saying? When you're like Trump, when you—when you white like this. They just let it go, but when you bled like this, and not like <laughs> this, them people don't like that. They, they they're like, oh, you're gonna gloat. You in word You're gonna gloat. Right. And we're gonna come get you on something else. The same way they didn't get OJ ass on the murders, but they got his ass for stealing back them plastic
0: trophies. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't know who his publicist is. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's it was a bad move. And it, how much? It could be that much money is getting paid to host a strip club.
2: Right. You know what I mean? And thought it was the most skinny white strippers who can't even make it clap. And they probably <laughs> don't even got good lemon pepper wings in their strip club <laughs> anyway. <Speaking laughs> of strip
0: clubs. Looks like Black China's court case against the Kardashians is not going well. Another piece of information about Black China's behavior was revealed during Kylie Jenner's testimony. Kylie took the stand and said that Tyga allegedly showed her a six inch scar on his arm. Claiming it was a knife wound from China. Kylie also claimed that Tyga told her China abused drugs and alcohol, which was the reason behind the alleged knife attack. What do you think about these claims? Do you think they're true? And damn, it seems like everyone is kind of coming to the defense of the Kardashians. Al, what do you think?
1: Uh, Claudia, I don't know. I think. I think you're wrong about this. This was actually very much in uh, Black China's uh, uh, favor. And let me share with you why. Now, she did testify that this, you know, that, that she cut Tigger, Tiger, t- 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 whatever. However, um, the testimony fell flat. It fell flat to the point where when she was supposed to come back to testify, they skipped her and they brought in Jeff Ode, who was the executive vice president of programming of E at the time in which all of this happened. And he actually testified that Kylie actually did try to get Black China canceled. Not only is there emails that back up Black China's um, argument, uh, Kylie was caught in the email saying that Rob. And Black China were tarnishing the Kardashian brand, which was causing grave uh, pause for the entire family, and they wanted her gone. They also said that uh, Kylie said to the executive producer, and he testified that she will take uh, additional time and shoot additional scenes if they cancel Black China. Baby, this was good. And the documents go on and on on Jeff Ode, who no longer works for E Entertainment, but he spilled all the tea. And it looks like Black China is on the right road to getting a settlement or even possibly winning this case. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, Key, what do you think?
2: You know what? Piggybacking off of Al's sentiments, I think that we might have found the Kardashians' Achilles heel. And it might be the legal system because they are good at manipulating the media. And honestly, prior to Al's retort, I was ready to do the whole they making her look bad. They making her look crazy. But after listening to Al, that's neither here nor there. The case is about did y'all try to get this girl show canceled and whether she got him in the arm or not. That's inconsequential. But y'all got up on the stand and y'all's games try to play oh, she's dangerous, she's this, she's crazy. They're so used to playing the media game and not realizing, baby, y'all are not in the media. Y'all are in the courthouse. And in the courthouse, we want to know about, did y'all try to get that girl show canceled? Right. And the emails and the text messages are saying that you did.
0: They are going for a character and talking about how toxic she is and then in, right. they don't want to work in a toxic um, environment. Yet, we do have that beautiful being footage of Kim Kardashian and Courtney boxing in the hallway to the point where one of them went to their face went to the wall and left a print of their brown makeup uh on the wall which hey i'm curious to see how this all turns out but uh all right well we we shall see um in white people news gotta talk i'm talking about our people here Uh we know that love can make you do crazy things but megan fox and her fiance machine gun kelly might be taking things too far y'all check out what fox revealed about her and kelly in an interview i guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people it's just a few drops but yes we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only um i'm supposed to ask y'all uh is it strange to y'all but i already know what y'all think about this al would you ever do this with someone you just could not get enough <laughs> of? that? you were just insatiable about could you do this
1: I can role play being a Dracula. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to drink no blood. But you know what? This is just so yesterday. Guys, like I know Megan Fox is beautiful and Machine Gun Kelly. They give me Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton vibes. Angelina Jolie did this 20 years ago. Uh, Megan Fox, sorry. There's no more sexiness around this. She's already worn that out. This just is a dead story to me. False flat in my opinion.
0: Q, what do you think about these uh, these folks drinking each other's blood? Just a few drops, though.
2: You know, on, on the surface, it sounded crazy. I'm glad she cleared it up and was like, we're not somewhere sitting around drinking goblets of each other's blood. I would be, I'm more interested in the ritual. You know what I'm saying? Because it's got to be some type of ritual of like closeness and spiritual bond or whatever the case may be. But um, I, I, I'm going to bring this home for some of y'all. A few droplets of blood or a few tablespoons of something else. All right. Now, when you put it in context, (laughs) when when, when you put it in context, you know, some of y'all are ingesting a little. um, Some of y'all are ingesting more than a few droplets of blood if you catch my drift. So it ain't as nasty as it sounds on the surface compared to what some of y'all do in your bedroom. leave it alone girl if you can't mess with it if you, if you don't be like don't be like make the that girl if you ain't gonna mess with it all the way leave it alone <laughs>
0: <laughs> look at how cute my hair looks right now well, well, you, you right asked here.
1: all of us you asked us what well, we do it would you do it would you would you drink uh kj's blood
0: no i'm we'll bougie i'm would not you,
2: would you drink kj's essence
0: <laughs> i'm not a big essence drinker i've never drank his essence if you're asking i've never done that you probably love that but i've never drank his essence so sorry wow. um okay speaking of drinking essence and oh no i can't do that oh, we only have three minutes let's try two minutes uh i don't think we can do this but real quick uh you guys remember chopper from mtv's making the band yes Uh, Well, he was arrested in Maryland this month and being extradited to Las Vegas to face sex trafficking charges. Chopper was busted by an undercover police officer posing as a sex worker. The messages between Chopper and the undercover officer show him making the officer an offer to join his team. Police also searched his Instagram account where they believe several of his posts are related to prostitution and pimping. Are y'all surprised by this story Uh, out real quick? We only got a minute 46. What do you think?
1: Hey, young young men out here today, like you got to watch how you post on social media and what you say in direct messages and phone calls and and even dialoguing back and forth with these women. I, I this was an investigation, a private investigator, right? not a private investigator, undercover cop that I feel like in some type of way you know, set him up. So you got to be really careful how you talk about stunting on these women, controlling them and making their life better and having them a part of your stable because it was the word of wanting women in his stable that kind of got him in deep, deep
0: trouble. All right. Uh, Last minute left, Funky. Take it away. What do you think?
2: I'm pretty sure them people got more than a damn now to uh, file a case against him. He looked like he belonged in the stable, first and foremost. So I'd be, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if he was trying to corral women like horses. And let me tell you something. If you over the age of 21 and you let somebody that looked like that sex traffic you, you damn near deserve it. That's all I got <laughs> of it. Oh,
0: my God.
2: Nobody deserves sex <laughs>
0: traffic, boy. I you go from making the band to pimping the
2: Let me me tell you something. Chopper couldn't tell me the time, yet alone ready to pull my panties down and pull them to the side. Okay. (laughs) Get off my line, Claudia. Get off my line.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, we got a lot of stuff that we did not cover tonight that we will get into. Derek Chauvin uh, trying to get out on appeal, Sharon Osborne being a major Karen, and a whole bunch more we're going to get into on uh, Friday. I want to thank my co-host Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thanks for watching us on YouTube and keeping it very lively in the chat. I need y'all to stick around for uh, turns out with TS Madison we'll see y'all on friday y'all have a good one bye y'all uh, have a well,
2: good as night always.